What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. I am your host, Jay Nixon, and I am super excited you're here. Today, we have got another declaration from one of my amazing clients. Today, you're going to get to meet Miss Amanda. Amanda has made the de declaration and accepted the opportunity of accountability to work with me for the next 90 days being extremely accountable, being extremely vulnerable. And as you're going to hear in today's declaration session, she has made the decision to go all in on being her true authentic self. You're gonna learn a lot of amazing things and I promise you this, this podcast by itself is gonna be help you. It's gonna be transformational in your quest to live and be the person that you were born to be. It's going to help you take your mask off. It's going to help you be more vulnerable. It's going to help you live a more authentic and life of alignment, which I know we all deserve and which I know we all desire. So guys, saddle up, get ready. Amanda is going to blow you away and I'm excited for her 90 day journey. It is about to begin right now. Amanda, what's going on? Not much in you. I'm doing amazing. I'm glad you're here today and I'm glad you said yes. And I'm gonna to explain to everybody um, in a quick second what you said yes to, um, which I think is really cool. But before I do that, before I even talk about why I, I sent you the message and why I offered you this opportunity is because I guess it was maybe a couple of weeks ago, you, po you put a post up in our, in our private Thrive Forever Fit group and it was about being a really good starter, like loving to start things and loving to like, you know, get really quick inspiration, but then that inspiration kind of fizzles and then the finishing is kind of where, you know, where the roadblocks and the adversity and the challenges pop up for you. So just elaborate on that a little bit for me and for, and for the listeners. When you put that up, I mean, where are you seeing that like pop up and occur in your life? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a starter in everything. I get excited. I have lots of ideas rolling around in my head and I just don't know how to guide them and put them all into alignment so that I'm successful and everything. Yeah. I have so much amazing ideas and I have so many, I get so excited about things, but then when it's actually time to follow through, I need help yeah. um, cool. executing it, you know, and keeping it going. Like even I start every, like I, and I like variety. I like things different. And I like, like I have 5 million bottles of shampoo. I will not finish a bottle of shampoo. I get so excited about the new scent that I could open up. So I quickly open it before I finish the next one. Yeah. Um, it's such a stupid thing, but, or. I don't, I don't think it is stupid. I think that's, you feel like it is right now because you don't know how to, you don't know how to use it to your advantage. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. so that's really, that's really the purpose of what, um, so let me, let me just tell you guys really quick what Amanda agreed to. I sent her a note and I'm saying, listen, you know, after, you know, you've made that post and after we've chatted a little bit online about it, you know, my thought process went to, all right, I'm going to get Amanda to commit, make a declaration for 90 days that she is going to be radically and aggressively accountable to me, to the process, and most of all to yourself. And so what I, what I want everybody to understand is we're going to do a three month starting on August 1st, going all the way through October 31st. So we'll be doing these podcasts at least once every 30 days to kind of give an update on where you are. And we're going to lose some weight along the way. We're going to lose some inches along the way, which are going to be awesome and important, but we're also going to get clarity around how we can start to use that 
motivation and inspiration you have initially and how we can transfer that into the process and then into the, the culmination or the finalization of what it is that you want. How's that sound? Sounds fantastic. It's yes. so funny because I know you know what it is. You yeah. know, it's just, I need to love myself and build up my confidence because then everything else is just going to go whoop. 100%. And listen, you're not alone. I want you, I, when you, you feel right now like you're weird or this is odd or whatever, this is 75% of the people listening are in the same exact boat you are. They yeah. may not describe it in the same way. They may not be, it may not be a shampoo thing, but it's a, it's a something thing yeah. because very few people finish, right? Very few people close because the closing, the finishing, the the, the finalization is the, you know, the last 10% is the hardest 10%. You know what I mean? So let's, let's use, for example, let's say somebody needs to lose a hundred pounds. That last 10 pounds is the hardest freaking 10 pounds in the process. You know what I mean? Like going from like from pound 70 to pound 60, that 10 pounds, not that difficult. But when you get down to that last 10, there's so much more metaphorical weight that it carries. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so all we're going to do is get you in alignment. And like you said, it starts with self-love, right? Loving yourself, understanding that you deserve to have the success that you desire. Understanding that like winners think differently than people who don't win. And that makes everybody uncomfortable. It makes you uncomfortable a little bit because then you start to think, well, what, if, what are people going to think of me? Like, what are they going to think of me if I go all in on myself? Well, gosh, they might say I'm selfish. They might say I'm egotistical. Who does she think she is? Like those are all the things that cycle through your brain. And that's just the imposter syndrome. We all have those feelings, right? Mm -hmm. But even the people and the people that are thinking those things, what they really wish is that they had the guts to go all in on themselves. And so when they look at you and say, well, gosh, look at her. She's so selfish, right? She's, I mean, she doesn't spend enough time with her kids or her husband or this or that. What they don't realize is that by going all in on you, you actually become a better version of you. And so your kids get a way better mom. Your husband gets a way better wife. Your friends get a way better Amanda. The world gets a way better human. And how amazing is that? Because that human then has the capacity and the ability to make radical and massive changes for other people. So we have to start looking at it as the ripple effect of, you know, of, of being successful, of winning and wanting to win is okay. Like I think we're, in the world we live in right now, if you say winning's important to you, if you say you're success driven, it's kind of frowned upon. You're kind of like, no, hey, 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 you, you need to be like everybody else because what everybody else is doing is safe and it's okay and you're not gonna make anybody uncomfortable. And so you're kind of being shoved into this box with everybody else. And what I'm gonna ask you to do is tear that box up and realize that you don't belong in there. And that it's gonna, is it gonna feel weird? Yes. Is it gonna feel scary? 100%. Here's the thing about fear. Everybody feels it, including me. Every time I start a new venture, I feel fear, but I've done it so many times, I'm now comfortable with that feeling. You know what I mean? Do I still get butterflies? Do I still get nervous? Do I still, every time I step on stage, you bet your ass I do, but I have a relationship with fear now. You know what I mean? And I know that, I know it's not gonna hurt me. I know if anything, it's gonna help me. So what I want you to get is I want you to start to develop a relationship with all the things you're afraid of. Sounds but, weird, right? Yeah, 
Okay. Well, when Marissa reached out to me and sent me that message, I almost threw up. Yeah. I was at work and I was so, oh, that means I have to be super transparent and yeah. vulnerable. And I don't, I'm not like that to anybody. Nobody knows who Amanda is. I don't even know who I am. Okay. You well, know, yeah. like, it's just. So that's not who you used to be, right? right. So you're not going to identify that anymore. So yep. here's the, here's, I want everybody listening to hear this. Who you identify as is who you are. And so if you identify as somebody who's not vulnerable, I don't know who I am, I'm, you know, I'm all these things, that's how you're going to show up in life. And so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to get you to stop using that language. You're going to start using powerful, positive language and say, listen, I might be uncomfortable right now being vulnerable, but I'm willing to go through that discomfort because I know on the other side of it is the magic, is the awesomeness that I, that I love and that I really want to live. And here's where, here's where you are. So there's six human needs. I'm not going to go into all six, but the number one human need is the need for certainty. Guess what number two is? Uncertainty, right? And so there's the weird dichotomy right there. You are someone who you, even though you, you might not believe this, you crave a little bit of uncertainty and it's not uncertainty in the fact that you don't know what is going to happen, but you like variety right? Variety and uncertainty are kind of the same thing. You need that spice, right? So all we need to do is figure out how we, how we marry uncertainty and certainty, and we create this, this, you know, collision in the middle, and that's what's called alignment. And so when you start to get out of alignment is when you go for that next bottle of shampoo, right? It's because you haven't finished the one before, and we're using shampoo as a metaphor. Yeah. It's why you... It's why you can eat really, really, really good for a few weeks and then you get derailed. It's why you can do this, this, this for a few weeks and then you get derailed. It's because you, you desire uncertainty and that's a perfectly beautiful thing because that creates excitement for you. So what we need to do is we need to keep you excited about the journey. And that's what I got to get you to understand is that falling in love with the process will allow you to interject that uncertainty in there because if you, if you really think about this, every project that I've ever done, I'm certain about what I'm starting. Like I know where I am. I'm certain about where I'd like to go, but in the middle is what? Uncertainty. Whole bunch of it, <laughs> yeah. right? And so, so for you, we can harness that because that's really what you love. So we just got to get you to harness that variety in the middle and not create boredom around it. So right now you, you associate certainty or lack of variety with boredom right yeah you need something fresh and flat okay so all we've got to do is get you to change your association because on the journey let's just say right now so right now i mean i've got your your weight statistic in front of me you're about 192.6 we'll call it 193 pounds right and it sucks to hear that out loud like i know that didn't make you happy when i just said that no that's okay every, yeah no <laughs> It's okay because guess what? It's a freaking number that has zero. It is a value. number and it might no mess me up. Zero. But it's but there's no value. So let's talk about that. You're giving something value. Yeah. That is really it's it's energyless. It's it has no heartbeat. It has no anything. Like it's just simply a freaking number on a page or on a scale. And so yeah. what we've got to get you to understand is that the that the power that you're giving away to that is power that you can be harnessing to actually propel you to where it is you want to go. So if I said to you right now, okay, Amanda, 193 pounds right now, at the end of 90 days, 
are you, if you're a numbers person, what would that look like? Like, what is that? What would, what would put a smile on your face? Well, like my goal was 155. Okay. But uh, I don't, like, I have no idea what I'm going to look like there. And who cares, right? Who cares about the 155? I think the number in and of itself is, is, is a, it's a metric that we need. It's like a GPS, right? Yeah. So we know we're going to plug in 193 in our starting point, And we know that we want to go to 155. So we know between here and there, we're going to have to do some stuff, mm -hmm. right? And there's going to be some adversity. There's going to be some challenges. There's going to be you being having to get vulnerable with yourself. There's going to be those days when you have to love yourself more than you loved yourself yesterday, which is going to be challenging for you. But you just made a declaration to me, to yourself, into the world. And so we got nowhere to hide, right? So we're out in the open. I know. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel weird. It's going to get icky some days. But I can promise you this. If you'll go through that ick and if you'll go through that discomfort and if you'll go through the process, and I, by saying if, I know you will, at the end of 90 days, the number is going to be inconsequential, right? Because it's who you're going to evolve into in the next 90 days is going to be so much more powerful and so much more important than a number. And then we'll figure that those numbers will take care of themselves, right? Yeah. Weight loss is simply a side effect. It's always a side effect of you living in congruence with who it is that you really want to be. Can I just make a note here? You can make like, as many notes as you want. I'm like probably 40 pounds heavier than I was when I got married, but I'm pretty damn close to the same size. So I need people to understand the weight is just a huge, like I, I don't, 100%. The, the scale is telling me I'm fat and I don't like, that's a hard thing for me to deal with. Pause. The scale is not telling you're fat. It's the association you have with a number that it's telling you you're fat, right? And so we, and this is where I want everybody to listen. Amanda just made a gorgeous point right there. Has, let me ask you a question. Has the scale ever said a word to you? <laughs> uh, if it has, I need to get one of those bad boys because I'm interested. But has it ever, have you ever looked down and the scale is like, what, what are you doing? Ever? No. Okay. So the scale is not telling you anything. You're 100% right. So who's telling you that? My head. You are, right? Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. That perfect. Yeah. So the scales, the scale can't speak. So we've got to get you to stop using that language and having those talks with yourself. Yes. Right? Yes. So the word fat should only be used in the perspective of, if we're talking about macronutrients, right? Protein, right. carbs, fats. Yes. We should not be identifying human beings as fat or skinny or whatever it is. And so you've got to change that association you have with that, with that word. The only time that FAT means anything to you is if you're eating it. Okay. Right. And, and, and I love fat. I'll eat it all damn day long. I'm not afraid of fat at all. And so fat's a positive thing. Fat's a, fat's a good thing. So you've got to stop that language. And this is, this is where the magic's going to happen. Yeah. Not going to happen in the gym because you love to work out, right? I'm yeah. not, that's ridiculous. Who cares about that? You're going to yeah. do that anyway. Yeah. The magic is going to happen between your ears. It's the language you're using about yourself. It's the association you have with a number and you equate that number to a negative terminology. And that's how you, and here's what I want to need everybody to understand. It goes back to what I said earlier about how you identify, right? If you use that language and say, the scale is telling me that I'm fat, 
you identify as a fat person, right? And, and, I'm, not, and I'm, not, I'm not calling you a fat person. I'm not calling anybody no. that. But someone who identifies as a fat person thinks about themselves differently than someone who identifies as a healthy person. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, the language they use is different. How they treat themselves is different. How they, how they carry themselves is different. The self-love they have for themselves is different, right? It's all different. Yeah. And so if you can just simplify this process and say, okay, the first thing I'm gonna do is just simply stop using that negative language when I'm talking to myself or talking about myself. Because that's how, that's who you, who you, you'll never be more than who you believe you are. And I know that sounds really kind of a bizarre thing to say. You'll never be more, you'll never have more, and you'll never do more than what you believe or who you believe you actually are, right? So it's like somebody who identifies themselves as, as a poor person. It's going to be very difficult for that person to ever accumulate enough money where they don't associate themselves as a poor person. Even if they, even if I gave them a check for $1,000, would they say, would they, they'd still identify as what? A poor person, right? Because it's their belief system. It's the money is inconsequential. I could give them ten thousand dollars, and they would just be a poor person with ten thousand dollars. It's the adage of like I know everybody's heard this. It's so it's when somebody who who grew up really really poor, never had any money, wins the lottery. They've done studies. They follow them for years. In less than I think it's two or three years, they're right back to the same level of income and wealth that they had before they won the lottery because they still identify as a poor person with a shitload of money. And a poor person with a shitload of money still has the same belief systems as that poor person and they make the same decisions. So you're making different decisions now because you identify as somebody that you're really not, right? Because I think, you, I, I, believe, I believe this, you tell me if I'm right or wrong. I think you know what you're capable of. I think you know that you're not a fat person. I think you know that you can have the most awesome life that you've ever dreamed of. I think you know that. Yeah. You're just, there's just a wall right now standing between you and that person. There is. Yeah. So who, sure. you are, yeah, who you're identifying as is not really who you are. And that's where the struggle comes in. And this is why you get derailed. And this is why you deviate. And this is why you metaphorically open the next bottle of shampoo. It's because... You're not in alignment. Like who you really are and who you're identifying is, as are not the same human. And that's a struggle, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, do you think about this sometimes when you're like, this is not how, like I'm not, I'm not making decisions like I, the, the decisions I know I should be making. I'm not behaving like I know I should be behaving if I'm really this person that I know I am, right? It's like that, it's like that collision of two people. And, you know, unfortunately, who you're identifying as is winning right now. Yeah, I know. But that's okay. That's okay. Listen, this is why we're here. Yeah. So first step is I want you to hear this. Like, I'm proud of you for saying yes. Proud of you for showing up today because I know it's, it's scary to have this, you know, just talking to me and then to broadcast this out to the world and, you know, have everybody that, that's in our group know and is going to support you and love you and, and take care of you. And you're not going to be able to hide anymore. You know what I mean? Nope. And I want people to hear this. Everybody, when you get uncomfortable, it's, it's human nature to withdraw. It's human nature to hide. And I, but I can promise you one thing. When you stop doing that and you start standing in the face of that uncomfortable adversity, 
it gets easier to stand there. The first time I ever walked on stage in front of more than like 100 or 200 people, I was so nervous, I didn't even remember what I was supposed to say. I was sweating profusely. I mean, I'm like, I just may stand here. <laughs> the, next, the next time I did it, I felt almost the exact same way. The next time I did it, I was a little bit better. Every time I did it, I got a little bit more comfortable. I never got over the, adver- the adversity. I just got more, my relationship with it changed. And so that's what's going to happen for you is your relationship with vulnerability is going to change. Right now, you think of vulnerability as the worst damn thing on the planet. Like, I can't think of anything worse. Yeah. <laughs> I was even thinking of making like a Facebook page and just doing a journey thing. And then I was like, I'm not telling anybody because then if I don't do it, well, you know, that cat's and then when you did this, I'm like, oh, gosh, yeah, I have to do this. I can't say, yeah, no, I have to do this because it's what I need. I need to. It's what you deserve, right? Yes. It's what you deserve. And so I want you to start thinking in terms of that. Like, I deserve this. I deserve to live the life that I know I was born to live. Right now, you're not living that. And you need it. You deserve it. You want it. And that's where, so when, when desire and a decision collide, that's when the magic happens. You've got the desire. You made the decision where you want, whether you wanted to or not, right? We're here now. And so we've got that collision of those two really key pieces. And now it's just going to be the process, right? It's going to be the process of you getting comfortable being uncomfortable. I know it's super cliche and we see it on memes and we all talk about it. Nobody ever really does it. Right, the first time, the first time we get uncomfortable, we're like, I gotta get the hell out of here. And yeah, you, you can't do that anymore. No. And so, what that's gonna force you to do, right? It's like me walking on stage. It's like when they hand you the microphone, I can't just leave. Right, I could, but that'd be a, that'd be a pretty <laughs> shitty thing to do. And so, the more times that you hand yourself that microphone and you step on that stage, the easier it gets to step on that stage. And vulnerability is one of those things where the the more comfortable you get at it, the better you'll get at it but it's always going to feel a little bit, listen, you're opening yourself up to judgment. And what are we all afraid of? We're all afraid of being judged. Oh, absolutely. But let me ask you this. The harshest person that will ever judge you, who do you think it is? Myself. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's no more, there's no more, there's no one more critical of ourselves than ourselves. There's no one more judgy of ourselves than ourselves. And so if we got comfortable with that person and we no longer allowed that person to judge us, we no longer allowed that person to be critical of us. We no longer allowed that person to, to, to hey, that's, you know, just be happy where you are, right? All that stuff. If we stop that, wouldn't it kind of make the judgment that we get from other people kind of inconsequential? Yeah, it doesn't feel like it at first, right? Because there's, there's, it's a heavy feeling because we, we create all these different things around it. We say, well, I'm letting somebody else down. Well, if I do this, then somebody else isn't going to have that, which is, a, which is BS. Mm-hmm. Like, the world is abundant. You know, and, and people like you will tell yourself, well, if I, if, I, if I give myself all this attention, then I can't be a great mom. If I give myself all this attention, then I can't be a great mother. I mean, can't be a great wife. Can't be a great friend. I can't be a great business owner. I can't be... The actuality is it's the exact reverse right? Mm-hmm. And, and people always tell me this, people with kids, I know you have kids, and I'm going to use this as an analogy. They always say, well, I want my kids to be blank. There's only one way your kids are going to be blank. 
And that's if you show them how to do that, right? If you, if you lead them how to do that, if you, cause they're, they're learning your language right now. Yeah. They're, they're learning your behaviors right now. And so it's easy to say, well, if I spend this 30 minutes working on me, that's 30 minutes I could be spending with my kids. And I'm talking to everybody now, right? not just Amanda. It's, it's such a limiting belief because the truth is that 30 minutes you're spending with yourself cumulatively over time is going to make you a such better version of yourself that your, your kids aren't going to get a watered down version of who their mom is. And then when you say, I want my kids to be successful and happy and love life and be comfortable with vulnerability and be comfortable overcoming adversity and like all of those things, they're going to have the tools and the skill set to do that because you taught it to them. Like right now, let me ask you a question. This is a horrible thing to have to say, but I, I want you to say it because I want you, I know you know it. What are your kids learning from you when it comes to how you're treating yourself? It's not good. Right. But that's okay. Cause you get the opportunity to change that narrative, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can beat yourself up all day long. You can talk shit to yourself. You can cut yourself down. You can be mad at yourself. You can judge yourself. You can do all those things. Zero value. You start loving you like you're supposed to. Who do you think the first people are that are going to notice that? Your kids, your husband, the people that love you the most, right? Mm -hmm. And you evolving is going to make other people uncomfortable that's okay, right? Like it's, being uncomfortable is never gonna harm anybody. It's okay. Yeah. And the reason it makes them uncomfortable is because we get stuck in patterns and people know you as you, right? And they're comfortable with that because they, it's certain, it goes back to the six human needs. It's certainty versus, versus uncertainty. Uncertainty makes most people very uncomfortable, right? Certainty makes them comfortable because I know exactly what I'm like, even if I don't like it. Like, even if I don't like it, I know what it's going to be. So when you start changing and evolving and loving yourself a little more, like, you're going to get a little bit of pushback. I'm I'm talking to everybody here. When you start winning and wanting to win, you're going to make other people uncomfortable. Only because they think they can't win. Mm -hmm. In their mind, they don't deserve to win. And if they don't deserve it, guess who else doesn't deserve it? You. That's bullshit. Yeah. Well, even like I've talked to a few people in our group and, you know, there's a lot of success or we're doing something and it's, we're doing really well at it. And then those outside people are like, well, when is it enough? Why would we stop if it makes us feel good? I don't understand. Like, how about you try it out and see how you feel like. But the easiest thing for people to do, right? So people have two options in life. Like if I see somebody having fun or if I see somebody being successful, I've got two options. I can, try to meet, I can try to meet and match them where they are, or I can try to drag them back down. And unfortunately, we have grown into this society of, it's easier for me to drag you back down than it is for me to try to match you and see what it is you're doing. Now, listen, I may do what it is you're doing. I may not like it. It may not be for me, but I'm still not going to judge you for wanting to win in that level in that aspect of your life. And so you're 100% right. But all that is, is not not understanding right when people don't understand something what do they do they bash it they judge it they're like that's got to be bullshit that's fake news that can't be true it's like well 
maybe it is true. Maybe you just don't know enough about her. Maybe you don't understand it. And so I try to do a really good job in my own personal life is if I don't understand something, I don't want to judge it. Like it's not for me to judge. And so that allows me to not give a shit if somebody judges me. You know what I mean? And that, that's where you've really got to get to. When you start loving yourself and you stop judging yourself, you're going to care way less about the other people that judge you. Yep. Right. It's like I always tell Lori, like if Lori comes to me and she's like, oh, hey, this, this is bugging me or whatever. I'll, my, this sounds crazy, but this is really how my brain works. And this is how we've all got to start to think is that person who said that to you is inconsequential in your life. And what I mean by that is they're not going to pay your bills. They're not going to be there when you're sick. They're not going to be there to help. You know what I mean? Like it's, we have, we allow so many inconsequential belief systems into our brain that derail us. So you've got to get really laser focused on who am I? What am I, what are my desires? What do I want to do? And as long as those desires don't harm another human being, there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. It's okay to go all in on being the best version of you because here's what I hope. I hope that anybody that's in my life knows that I'm showing up as the best version of me because I do spend the time to try to be my best self. And I would hope, and I can look back, like if, you know, the rearview mirror is a, is, a great, is a great tool if used appropriately. I can look back on how I used to be, like when I was in my 20s, I was a raging lunatic, a psychopath. Like I wouldn't have wanted to be friends with me for a second. I was a moron. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky I'm, I'm lucky I'm alive. And so that versus this, I'm going to take this all day long, even if people don't understand it. You know what I mean? So be, be okay being misunderstood. That's going to be one of your keys to getting to where it is you want to go. Because I think a lot of your, a lot of your misalignment is you're trying to please everybody. You're trying to make everybody oh, yeah. happy with everything that you're doing. That is a failing formula. You're never, ever, ever going to do that. As long as what you're doing doesn't harm another human being, there's nothing wrong with, with wanting more. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be successful. When people say, oh, when's enough enough? I don't know. Hopefully never. Now, why would you want enough to be enough? If you're talking to these people, right? Like, why wouldn't you want more love? Why wouldn't you want more happiness? Why well, wouldn't you want more abundance, health, wealth, everything? Like it's okay to want more as long as wanting more doesn't hurt another human being. And I know you well enough to know that you're never going to hurt anybody. No. And so you've got to stop trying to please everybody. Because in the pleasing of everyone else, which you're probably not doing, if I'm going to be really honest with you, yeah. right? You're displeasing the most important person in that equation. And I think that's tough for other people to really understand is that, it's okay to put yourself first. You can't pour from an empty cup, right? And I would much rather have a vibrant, abundant, thriving you for 10 minutes than I would a watered down, half-ass version of you for an hour. Wouldn't you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. And so you got to start showing up as that amazing, vibrant human being that you really are. And you, we've got those two people right now. We've got who you really are, who you know you're supposed to be. And we've got that other version of you that is standing behind fear. She's stuck. She's afraid. She's using fear to keep herself stuck. She's using fear to keep herself bouncing all over the place. 
And so we're just going to start to move away from that and move back toward the person that you, you truly are. And the number one, the way we're going to do that is through just the language that we're using. And that sounds, people are like, that sounds easy. Trust yeah. me, it's not. Yeah. Because you're programmed. You've programmed yourself to say, well, I'm, look at the number, I'm fat. That scale's never said a word to you. No. Right? Never, never once is it, is it uttered a sound. And so you've got to stop, you've got to stop projecting your power into other things and other, other places and start harnessing that to be the best version of yourself, right? And that's positive, powerful language. How do you identify, right? And we've worked on this a lot, like in the group in a big global scale, like, you know, I am, you know, using the I am statements, the positive affirmations, you've got to attach an emotion to those things, right? But yeah. there's, I mean, there's a big difference in saying I am whatever, I'm happy. Like if I say I'm happy versus attaching an emotion to that and actually feeling happiness, right? It changes the game. And so you've got to start to attach those emotions to who you know you are and stop behaving and speaking and acting like this person that you know you're not. It's so crazy. Cause I know, like I know, like one of mine is I am strong. That's one mm -hmm. of my things. Cause I know I'm strong. I can kick ass, but what I feel like what everybody else sees is not that. So then it's not connecting. First of all, I would right? say who, who gives a shit what anybody else sees or thinks, right? First, that's number one. I know. And I think you would be mistaken. I think you're mistaken. I see what you're doing is you're, you're projecting your inadequacies through other people back to you. I know. Yeah. And it's, so it's ridiculous. so, it's so crazy, right? It is crazy. It's and so, so crazy. first and foremost, it's none of your business, what anybody else thinks about you. And it's none of their business, what you think about yourself and vice versa. And so whenever you say I am strong, the only person that matters who believes that is you, right? It doesn't matter if anybody else believes you or not. I could care less if somebody else believes what I say I am or what I say I'm going to do. The only thing that the first person that it's important is that I believe it. Because if I believe it, then I can go achieve it. If I don't even believe it, then who gives a shit what they think anyway? Because we're, we're all wrong. Mm -hmm. right? So you just be right for you. And you stop projecting those, your, your inadequacies onto other people and, and mirroring them back to yourself. It doesn't matter what they think. It matters what you think. And it matters what you believe, right? So when you say I'm strong, you got to have a belief system around that. And most importantly, this, you got to start behaving like a strong person. You got to start talking like a strong person. You got to start thinking like a strong person. Strong people don't have weak thoughts. That's a fallacy, right? Everybody has weak thoughts, but you know what I'm saying? A strong person identif identifies as a strong person. A strong person believes they're strong. A, long per a strong person makes decisions from a place of strength, not of weakness, right? And right now you view vulnerability as weakness. You view all these things as weakness and they're not, right? Someone who's, and there's a big difference in being vulnerable and being, you know, overly whatever it is, right? Like crying all the time and like being upset. Like that's not vulnerability, right? Vulnerability is just being able to be honest with who you are, what you desire and what you want out of life. Like being your authentic self as being vulnerable. And that shouldn't be scary because it's who you were born to be.
Mm -hmm. Right. When you're born to be something, you're actually doing yourself, the world, and everybody else a disservice by not behaving as she would behave. Right. So the world doesn't need a, a the world doesn't need a false version of you. Like we need the real thing. Like we need the the authentic, no masks, no false anything. We need the, we need you who you were born to be. And guess what? If some people don't like that tough shit, it's gonna have to be okay. Right. Right. You got to like you. That's the number one thing. And then we'll worry about who else likes you down the road. Okay. Deal? Yeah. What else do you want to get out of this? What else do you want to get out of these 90 days? That is the hugest thing. Like people are going to be shocked that know, know me. Um, Cause there's a lot of people that follow this, that know mm -hmm. me. So that's why I was crapping my pants. <laughs> um, Cause I, if they, they see me and they know how I eat and they know how I exercise. So they're like, well, why isn't she mm -hmm. like, why does she feel this way? So I think that's going to be huge. They're going to, it's going to be a big eye opener for everybody. Well, and you know what? Here's what I know about people who really know you. They're going to love you through the process. They're going to be happy for your growth and involvement and all of those things. And so and, it's, and if you're listening and you know Amanda and you're uncomfortable with her doing this, tough shit. Yeah. Like it just probably means you need to work on something within yourself. So what I, would, what I would suggest that we all do is that we all get uber supportive. We all get on the same page and we all help you, right? Because listen, you never get anywhere in life on your own. Nobody. The strongest person on the planet has a team of people with them that is helping them and guiding them and supporting them and doing all of those things to help them get to where it is they want to go. Sometimes the people that you think are going to be your biggest supporters won't be. And you've got to be okay with that too. Right? Yeah. That, does, that is not a reflection of who you are. It's a reflection of who they are. And they get to be who they want to be. Right? But that doesn't deter or detract from who it is that you deserve and desire to be. So I'm proud of you for going on this journey. You're going to get uber vulnerable. Um, if you guys are part of the Thrive Forever Fit program, you obviously know, Amanda, you're going to get full access to everything we're doing. We're also going to be posting this stuff up in the wellness lab. And so anybody who's part of the wellness lab, if you want to follow along, um, Marissa will be making posts about Amanda. She's going to be doing some more interactive stuff. I'm going to force you into a little bit of, to an, un, in, an uncomfortable space, but you'll just always have to remember that you're not alone, right? And there's nothing to be afraid of when you're not alone, right? You've got the best support, the best accountability system, the best team on the planet. And so you don't have to ever worry about being alone on this journey. If anything, you're going to have more support than you could ever ask for. And that may in and of itself be overwhelming because then you're going to start thinking, well, I don't want to let these people down. Screw them. Screw me. To hell with me. Like, this isn't about letting me down, right? This isn't about making me happy. This isn't about anything. This is about you. And when if you win, we all win. Right. And that's the most important thing in this. That's what you've got to keep at top of mind. This isn't about me. This isn't about the group. It isn't about anybody else. This is about you winning for you. And if you'll do that, that's going to help you when those uncomfortable situations pop up is because you're doing this for you. And that's the declaration. That's the most important piece of this entire puzzle. Right Thank on. you so much. I'm so grateful for this. No, listen, I'm proud of you, man. Like this is part of 
I, I, like I said a while ago, we get nowhere in life on our own, right? Yeah. And my my entire life's mission and purpose and everything is exactly this: is that I I need you to be the person you're supposed to be, right? Because that that makes the world a better place, and by doing that, the ripple effect of you being the Amanda that we're supposed to to get is going to be exponentially more amazing than I could ever achieve or do on my own. So I need you to be the person you were born to be. Like that's going to be the win for me. Right. All right, buddy. I'm proud of you. We are going to kick ass. We're going to be accountable. We're going to get vulnerable. It's going to be fun. I want you to remember that as well. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. We're supposed to be able to laugh, right? There's going to be some days you're going to fall on your face. We're going to, we're going to get up. We're going to laugh about it. And we're going to get right back on the road. Right. Yeah. So we're going to make this fun. Like the transformation, like doing these things, guys. Yes. It's listen, I'm going to use this analogy again. Every time I get on stage in front of people, I'm, 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 I'm going to crap my pants. But I still have fun doing it. Right. So you can be scared to damn death and have fun at the same time. And that's, if you can marry those two, like that's when things start to get a little bit easier and you start to get a little better relationship with fear. Right. Fear doesn't have to be, fear can be fun. Like fear focuses me now. It doesn't make me, it doesn't, doesn't derail me. So use the fear you have and the uncomfortableness and the uncertainty to focus you, keep you actually in the alignment. And all I need you to do is start remembering like, who's making this decision, right? Whatever decision is you're making, who's making it? Is it, is it me or is it, is it this false persona that I've created? And if it's her, the answer is no. We don't make decisions from that place. We make decisions from who it is that we know we are, who we're supposed to be, who we desire to be. That will be the biggest thing you could do through this entire process. You make zero decisions from that false bravado, that that mask, that you know, the person that you that you're trying to hide and isolate. You make decisions being vulnerable, wide open. This is me. Hope you like it. But but if you but if you don't, that's gonna be okay too. Right on. All right, buddy. I'm proud of you guys. Make sure you tune in. We, Amanda and I are going to be doing one of these at least every 30 days. So today is August the 2nd. We'll be doing one at the end of the month for a September 1st launch. Follow her story, support her, love her, get involved, start your own damn journey today with her. There's yeah. no more, there's nothing more powerful, right? Than when a whole bunch of crazy people start doing something amazing. It creates yeah. like this beautiful culture. So let's all start together today. I'm going to be better. I'm going to leave with this. I'm going to be better because you're willing to do this. That's going to make me better. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, buddy. Love you. I'm proud of you. And we're going to kick ass. It's going to be super fun. I'll see you in a bit. You bet. Bye. Bye.